Hi, I'm Julia Press. And I'm Sam Crozier. And this is Mind the Gap. A podcast about the different ways people experience the world. On this episode, we hear from college students about their first experiences with love. Love is a thing you feel towards people, and then like maybe if you're lucky, you're going to get something back. I think this sounds really corny, but like listening to a really cliche song and thinking it describes how you feel. I like to think of it as the point at which you realize that like putting aside all of your own self-interests, you actually just want the other person to like find the greatest happiness of their life. I think love is when you hear good news, who's the first person you want to tell. Spending time alone with someone and like wanting it to last forever and like knowing that it could. Being able to put someone before yourself without even like thinking about it. I think love would feel like contentment. Beforehand, I always thought that love meant all you could think about was this person, like this infatuation, this obsession. And I realized that it's not, it's not just that this person is always with you, it's that having them in your life like makes you a better person. And so after that, I thought I had my first love, and then I realized like based on the definition, like my first love was someone else. I was in a very unhealthy relationship from the summer before eighth grade until the summer before my freshman year of college. Uh, We went to camp together. It was third Shabbat, second Shabbat of the session. So it was like the, the second or third week. It was during Israeli dancing and he pulled me aside. I can remember like exactly what I was wearing too. I like can picture the dress. And he pulled me aside and he was like, Listen, like, I really like you. And this was such a red flag. And looking back, like, such a red flag. I don't know why I didn't think about this. It's like, but, like, I don't want anyone knowing that, like, we're together. So, like, can we keep this a secret? Stupid, Becca. Like, stupid. I said, yeah, of course, blah, blah. Um, And then he said, you look really beautiful tonight. Tilted up my chin and kissed me. And I go, my cute little nerdy self who had never been kissed, who had recently glowed up. He's like, that was the best kiss ever. And then he goes, how about a second then? And tilts my chin and kisses me again. He was my first kiss. He was my like first orgasm, like first guy to like get to second base, like first guy I gave head to, like most of my first were with him. And um, I don't know if I feel like I should be saying this on a podcast. Um, he had a girlfriend the entire time. It was very much a manipulative, emotionally controlling, verbally manipulative relationship that pretty much defined like my entire high school experience. At this point, I'm not even sure what was real and what wasn't, and that's like what scares me the most. Um, I'd like to think in his own twisted way he loved me because if he didn't, then that makes it even more heinous and horrific the way he treated me. Um, If he didn't love me at all, then, like, I was so fucking stupid. The scary thing is I think if he came back to me and said, like, I want to be with you, I'd like to think I would be able to say no. Um, I'm scared that I wouldn't be able to say no. I still don't really know if I had my first love I know that there has been one person in my life that I had the capacity to love, 
it was like a summer romance. We were counselors together at camp. You know, we, we were together for six weeks. Lost my virginity to him. I have never been so stupidly happy with another person in my entire life. Like, I was stupidly happy all the time. Like, all the time. Like, I can't explain it. Like, I was just never sad. And, like, it wasn't a perfect relationship. Um, it was camp, so we were never really officially dating. We were just, like, together. But I think, like, I was a happier, better person when I was with him. It's hard because I love love. I love love. And I've never been in love, and I want to be in love. Um, but I want to be in love with the right person, with someone that I, you know, I'm, I'm not looking to, to settle for anyone. We had been like best friends for five months. Like very quickly, I developed feelings for her in a way that I hadn't really. I, I like before I was like fifteen, I like barely even spoke to a girl. It was like very clearly there. There was no courting really even needed. Right as things were starting to develop between us, I actually I went on this like three week trip to New York. I came back and the first thing I did was ask her on a date. Awkwardly, I made the move, <laughs> and, and that happened, and it was like very awkward, but in the best kind of way. And right at the end of that, she actually told me she loved me, and I said it back. So, the first time I said it was on a first date. We just like took off immediately, like immediately became boyfriend and girlfriend and through all the highs and lows that entails we were together for a year and a half and it was like one of those very like classic stories that you experience everything for the first time together and it's 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 just one of those experiences that's I've never really had closure from I think and I think that's what makes it so like precious so, I mean, sometimes it's hard to look back to it because I was such a different person and she was such a different person and I find it hard to like put myself back in that mindset and remember exactly what I was thinking in that time, like what I thought about anything, what I thought about the world, I had no idea, but I just, I remember how I felt about, felt about her and I really hope I never lose that, but I am scared I'll never find it again. It was right around the time when I started thinking about college. College here in the US. Every conversation I had with my parents was a fight. It was anxiety. It was standing in a kitchen, listening to my dad tell me that if something's meant to be, it's meant to be. And him trying to justify to me that like, I had to keep making life decisions regardless of her. And it just tore me apart. I I hated it. I hated the college process. I really wanted to give up on the US. Slowly over time, they convinced me. And it, it just got to a point where I realized that I was going to have to make a choice between the two. 
it was like poisoning the relationship so much it was like every time the future came up it was like this taboo topic because even though it was like two years away like you think about that now it's crazy like oh, planning over two years ahead but at the time like two years was nothing like, it didn't mean anything it was a really really dumb reason to end it and i've never really gotten over it I don't really have like many regrets in my life, but that's one of my regrets. Like I, I could have had both, at least for a while longer, I could have had both. But I just got caught up in this idea that you had to pick one of the two. It was a binary and I wish I hadn't seen it that way. I have not spoken to my first girlfriend since we broke up and I wouldn't ever want to. I'm terrified too. I would never want to communicate with her because I'm terrified of that bubble bursting in my head. Like she's taken on such a like above life presence. And I'd like need that. Like I need her to stay bad. And I think one of the real pitfalls of monogamy is that you're using one person to be all of the things that you need and sometimes that can be really dehumanizing for your partner because then they have to be seven different kinds of sex partners and they have to like be a romantic support and they have to be your emotional support and they have to be a friend and like all these other things and like it's just a lot of burden to put on a single person and it it becomes hard to view them as a person and not just like a set of like inputs and outputs and so when you get to date lots of different people all at once it's way easier to meet people where they're at and try and figure out how they best fit into their your life in the way that's healthiest for them. And so that can mean having one partner that you just go on dates with and having one partner who you sleep with in a really casual way and one partner that you sleep with in a really emotional way and one partner who will like come to family gatherings. And it's kind of great because it means that you get to spread out your support system among like a community of people who all care for you in different ways. I think one of the misconceptions about love is that there's like a finite amount that you get to like put out into the universe and like I think one of the funny things about polyamory is that it's like deeply tied to socialism <laughs> um whereas like you know a lot of people talk about like the like capitalist conce like conception of love where it's like you have a certain amount and that certain amount has to like be invested in a certain person to like get the right amount of return but in reality like you can love as many people as you want at different capacities and it's that time and emotional energy but it's not actually about love I do think one of the pitfalls of polyamory is that you spend a lot less time emotionally investing in people. Um, so you just can't be as as serious. And I also think it just sets me up for like, if I ever meet someone that I want to be monogamous with, like I, I will be so much more ready to invest everything because I've gotten to try out all these different like experiences first. I don't think that there's like only one person that someone could be happy with forever. And in fact, I think that like the idea of being happy with one person forever, especially like within the institution of marriage is like something that's socially constructed. And like even the idea of like having one soulmate is something that like institutions of power like want you to believe in. But the truth is that like, I think people can have love for so many people. I also think that there are people with whom you're most compatible.
Like, I don't think love is something that's constructed because I know that, like, some people do believe that. Like, people kind of, you know, trick themselves into, like, being in love because they really like someone and that's, like, what they think they should feel. I don't think that. Like, I think love is something that is, like, super palpable and, like, when it happens, you really know. The marker of when I first had a crush on Kate, it's, like, two years ago to, like, two two years and two weeks ago if we're gonna like mark it directly um because it was like before my first day of school a freshman year which is nuts we first said i love you it was the sort of thing that i think we both had like almost by accidentally said a lot of times um and there was a lot of rhetoric like i really 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 like you the way that it went is that we were in bed um and kate looked at me and said she was like Allie so she calls me Allie and I was like yeah what's up and she said I think I love you and I said I think I love you too and she said actually I love you and I said actually I love you too and in some ways like that was kind of symbolic of like our relationship and this like whole experience of a first love like there's so much trepidation in like getting into those like seemingly deep waters and like there are a lot of things you can do that are safe in a first love and there are a lot of things you can do that are risky but honestly like as mushy and like stupid as it sounds I could like nail down as many small moments as we want but like every day I wake up and like know how in love with Kate I am I feel like I have kind of those flashbulb moments of just like being really happy like he drove uh, an SUV and so he's right-handed, but sometimes he would drive with his left hand and then hold my hand. And then he'd have to turn, and I remember he'd have to take like his left hand and go all the way to the bottom of the steering wheel to have space and then like swing all the way around. But it was in moments like that where he like took extra effort to do this mundane task just to not stop holding hands for the second of turning. Like, I was really happy all the time in the ways that I thought people in love in movies were really happy. Um, but also sometimes I wasn't happy and that was super, like, cognitively dissonant. And, like, some of the practices of being in love are, like, in the movies. But movies are short. I mean, shout out to the Avit brothers. Do you know the song, um, Love Like the Movies? Great song. You should feature it right at this point in the podcast. But the whole point of the song is that movies are short and life is long. And so if you want your love to be like the movies, you can have like three hours like the movies, but you have to live a lot longer than three hours. And during that time, something's going to be different. <laughs> I think it's hard because I think like my whole life, you know, it's like you watch all these movies and, you know, you keep expecting it to be this like magical, big, grand thing. Um, and I kind of have this belief that like it'll happen when it happens. Uh, that doesn't mean it's not hard, like watching other people going through it and being so happy for them, but also wishing like, well, what is it my turn? I feel like I, it took me a long time to learn this, but you can't force anything. You know what I mean? And so like the people around me who were together, like, they were together for a reason because they found each other, like, right? So, like, what did that mean? Like, i be like, I have to find a boyfriend. I'm 20. Like, I have the rest of my life to, like, be w with one person or whatever. And I all, like, yeah, I feel like I'm behind in the sense that, like, I haven't been with one person like that. And I would, I really would like that feeling. But, like, I'm also kind of zooming out and realizing, like, I'm 20. Like, 
things will happen. It's fine. Relax. There are times where like I like sit in my bed and like I crave physical touch so much. Like not even like kissing or like sex. Like I literally just like crave the feeling of like having another human body like next to mine. Sometimes I will lie in my bed and like surround myself with pillows because like I just need to feel held. I was telling one of my really good friends, everyone says no one can love you until you love yourself. I was really upset. I said to her, I've been learning to love myself since I was 13, 14 years old. I love myself. I'm great. I'm in love with myself. I'm head over heels in love with myself. I am so ready for someone to love me. It's like there's that whole like, how do you expect someone else to love you if you can't love yourself? And like, I think that's just complete bullshit, right? It's like, it's like you have to like get yourself up to a perfect standard before like you can be lovable, like you deserve love. It's like, no, it's complete bullshit. Like people will love you no matter who you are, like no matter where you are in your life. And like, it's more about love happening when you least expect it than it is like trying to like achieve some sort of like self-perfection so that you can like be perfect to someone else. But no one's perfect. It's like, it doesn't matter who it is, but it, it gives you something to talk about. You know, it's like, oh, your love life is exciting because something's happening, even if it's kind of actually shitty and dramatic and you're not really being treated that great, but at least it gives you this, like, aura of experience. Um, and, and I think it's hard because I feel like a lot of the conversation, especially for women, is, like, really great and, like, sexually liberating, and it's like, you can, like, sleep with whoever and do whatever you want with your body because it's your body and, like, you're empowered and, like, no one else can take that away from you or say anything about it and that's so great but I think we don't talk about the conversation that like it's also really okay if like you want to wait I'm really struggling to reconcile this idea of owning my sexuality and owning my femininity and feeling good and strong and passionate and powerful as a sexual being and feeling like that is so important to being a person honestly and reconciling that with I want consistency and I want intimacy and can I be this powerful sexual being who goes out and grabs some random dick off the dance floor and like brings him to a room and lets him screw her like frontwards backwards and sideways and still be the girl that like wants a guy to come home for family dinner and like meet her parents and like wants to cuddle and like stay up into 4am talking like can I be can I have both because I think it's also okay to admit that we want someone else to love us. Forgive me first love, but I'm tired. I need to get away.